like I have a brilliant team around me in CSM and mm. I would trust every single one of them to do the job even better than me because they're all so hungry to succeed just not for themselves for CSM or for the clients so you know yeah you kind of get into it what you what you get out of what you put into it you know and that but that was the exact opposite of what you were saying before we hit record Hello and welcome to another episode of I Love That Ad. A uh, special episode as always, not only because I'm joined by the wind beneath my wing, Shane W. Brennan. Hello, Shane. Hello. Uh, but also because we're joined by Rob O'Leary, Senior Account Director at CSM Sport and Entertainment. Rob, welcome to the podcast. Lads, how are you? Thanks for having me. It's a, it's an absolute pleasure. You're, you're, you're full of chat before we hit record and now it's now you're <laughs> stonewalling us. What's going I, on? I told you, like, once the light goes on, it's uh, different. Rob, like, <laughs> like, do it, like, you know... Could- couldn't shut you up earlier on. <laughs> you left all the good stuff off before we started recording. I know I'm, I'm only messing. Well, like without now, well, hopefully that part of it wasn't being recorded. But you know, <laughs> yeah, you yeah we'd all be things, quite liable. Rob, you said something, <laughs> unless it's, unless you have proof, you have nothing. You have nothing. <laughs> that feels like that's not the first time you said yeah, that. You said that before. You definitely said that before. God, we are what ten seconds in and it's already getting controversial. So, uh, this is already good. Yeah, I've got to go. <laughs> no, we, we, we'll pull it out of the fire Rob we'll pull it out of the fire so uh, f- for anyone who's listening for the very first time I Love That Ad is a uh, podcast where we uh, with myself and Shane and guests every week we discuss some just lovely ads So because we all love ads um, and uh, yeah we, we love having guests on and, and we're excited to see what Rob has to bring to the table but before we get to your selection Rob we uh we've known you for for a few years where we actually got to work together um where uh, when you were in, in AIB uh, and now you're at the the glamorous heights of CSM sport and entertainment so i've kind of two quick questions for you one what's it like to fr- from being a poacher to turned gamekeeper going going agency side uh, and also what was it like starting in 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 uh, CSM in very interesting times yeah um well, look, obviously, when the difference between agency and client side is many people tell you who have done that change can be very, very different. And my experience is the very, very same. Um, but thankfully, because my role in AIB at the time was very fluid between B2B, B2C and sponsorships on the whole that I, myself and the team that I worked on were almost like a mini agency within client side. So a lot of the kind of inherent kind of skills and characteristics that you kind of want and possess coming into an agency they were kind of instilled in you from early on and obviously with the help of like the likes of matt mooney mark doyle and everyone in between that you would work with over the years they've been very influential like how to get that really good work ethic and then how that will just transfer into any role that you go into so um cheeky plug for the AIB guys um but it's um, (laughs) no so obviously a big big difference but highly enjoyable and obviously the move to london work with csm was just an incredible opportunity like so i i moved joined in april 2021 so i mean i've actually come on two years in here now which is incredible but i joined during covid so like everyone i started a new job but in the same office being my bedroom at home for first five or six months moves over in about june, june july so it was Starting any new job can be difficult because you're getting under understand who the people are, learn the ropes. Obviously, when you're working with different clients, understanding who your clients are, everything between. But 
so obviously there was challenges with that but in, in, like grateful i will forever be grateful that csm are great and um, resources in place to help on with the onboarding and they're very understanding of me like being in ireland not being back different restrictions in england compared to ireland so when we were in full lockdown couldn't go 5k outside your house um the it, some of my colleagues would have been going for a few pints after work and all this kind of stuff so and here's me kind of just like you know 5 6 p.m on a tuesday night <laughs> when thursday night and it's just that yeah i'm still doing the exact same zoom thing. me in zoom me zoom, in, zoom, in, zoom <laughs> in. And it's like oh this is absolutely carnage but uh no so look it's it worked out really well for me. And then obviously when you come over, we obviously, I think England kind of came out of the COVID limitations a lot quicker than Ireland did. So yeah. when we kind of got a sense of normality a lot quicker. Um, so it was really, really good. Like, but I suppose back to the main question, it is very, very different, mm. but highly enjoyable. I, like I, I try on working in a fast pace anyway, like, different as every day is different on agent side as you guys well know from your time in core and obviously with four now but it's um yeah absolutely brilliant i just i, I don't would i go back then uh, back to client side maybe who knows but for now but for now i'm very very happy on agency side. <laughs> i always think it's a really interesting transit because there's an awful lot of agency people go brand yeah. right especially when they work on a, a brand for a long period of time you could be on the account for 10 years or something yeah. then it's like it's a natural move you might as well you know the ins and outs it's an easy hire sometimes yeah yeah i always think it's interesting when someone goes brand to an agency because they're just so different yeah. you know what i mean it's that pace and you, sometimes you see it and you're like oh yeah that personal suit you know yeah. what i mean like as you said your role i remember when working with you i was like i'm not really sure i know what rob does he definitely got a suit agency <laughs> because you're like moving all the time yeah. and that's that's the most like to and it's a hard thing to describe to someone particularly when they're working say on a product in a brand yeah um, i know there's a lot of other variables moving around that kind of space but their general one focus is on potentially that product yeah whereas when you're then working with fucking loads of different businesses about loads of different problems and you're like this meeting to this meeting you got to talk about this now this 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 yeah. and it's it's the type of environment you either thrive in or you go back very quickly <laughs> exactly a hundred percent and a shame but like obviously there's fundamental skills as well like i i, I grew up on a farm I worked in the, I worked in a hotel since I was about ten or eleven when I shouldn't have been a neighbor on the hotel, so I was there collecting bottles. So yeah. it's been bent me since I was five and six years of age that you're going to work and you're going to yeah. work hard. And like obviously the skills that can when I was in the IB, I was working <clears> on the digital side. <throat> now I'm kind of more of a generalist across like account management and from everything from ATL to digital to internal comms and everything kind of falls into the remit now. But I mean anyone can learn anything as well it's whether you want to go and make the most of the opportunities that you have is key like because obviously I, i'm very very lucky i have a brilliant team around me in csm mm. and i would trust every single one of them to do the job even better than me because they're all so hungry to succeed just not for themselves for csm or for the clients so you know wow. you, you kind of get into but it the, what you what you get out of what you put into yeah. it you know and that, but that was the exact opposite of what you were saying before we hit record. <laughs> just, just, just for context, I'm only, I'm only messing. Yeah, uh, well, look, we haven't recorded now. You have me on, but basically, all you get by on having a brilliant team around you, and everyone knows it. <laughs> no, Rob, what I find find interesting is, um, and I'd love to know if you see any difference at all. Is when you when you when you're in AIB, you know, you, obviously AIB have one of the 
most iconic sponsorships in the land, the, the, the GAA football, but also they had one of the most historic with the club and did some amazing work when they started doing the, the toughest type of type of route. Yeah. And you were in the brand as a, as a sponsor. What's it like working, not only, I know it was CSM are working with brands as well and activating their sponsorships, yeah. but you also work a lot with the rights holders. So what's it like kind of working from with the actual rights holders themselves? It's very, very interesting. And what I loved is actually before I started working with a lot of rights holders directly, I did the essay diploma. And for through that learning, you kind of get an understanding from the sponsor, from the rights holder, and from the agency. Obviously, I had the experience from the agency and the sponsor, but to get that kind of insight from a rights holder, like obviously, we're all, everyone sets out for the same goals and objectives, but everyone has different challenges. So, what the sponsor and what the agency might see as a challenge or it might see as an easy win with the rights holder, the rights holder may say, actually, we can't do this because of X, Y, and Z, which you wouldn't even consider. That was something yeah. I really had kind of like grow and to understand from early on because when you're working with rights holders uh, across where rugby football soccer i've had to stop calling it soccer over here because people like get on to me for no it's football <laughs> it's football mate it's, <laughs> it's soccer and gay football but it's um it is very very interesting like what but what always comes back there is that they everyone wants to succeed everyone wants to get on so it's just about maintaining a really strong relationship mm-hmm. and for my, my job across whoever my client is whatever it is is just making sure that the right there's solid open communication that everyone is being transparent with one another and we can just all move continuously so when things start like separating i've been in situations where relationships are strained that's when it gets most difficult understanding that it's not it's never straightforward if it's easy there's something slightly wrong and guys if you're not pushing the boundaries you're not challenging yourself you're not trying to sweat the most out of the partnerships that you've gotten so that's fundamentally it like just maintain open communication helps ease all the challenges because there is challenges and i i haven't worked within rights holders so i wouldn't be kind of fair for me to say exactly what the biggest one would be or however way i want to look at but yeah that's from an agency and sponsor perspective just keeping very like we were very lucky in LB. we had very good relationships with ga like i remember gavin who was our account manager like i say he's probably sick of speaking to me because we spoke maybe two or three times a week on just random different things but that relationship was key to getting everything that we wanted over the line mm. so um that's fundamentally what it all comes back to deadly um well it's a uh, it's so it sounds like such a nuanced ecosystem in its own in its own pocket of the marketing world, yeah. it, but it's its own kind of like quagmire, if, if if that's the right way to describe it, because there's so many things that can that, that are involved. Exactly, and like there's so much <clears throat> expectations that are set then. So like I've worked with clients who are very new sponsorship, and I've worked with clients who are in sponsorship for donkey's years, and they don't need me, a random Irish guy from Oxford, telling them like, oh, maybe you think about doing this. Like they know the crack, they know what they're at. Yeah, doesn't doesn't take much kind of intricate thinking to get to where they need to but it's it's definitely been getting considered more and more like obviously we work very closely like within csm we have our rice team we have our talent team we're a 360 agency we have brilliant ecosystem with brilliant people in it so when you speak people are busy they're talking to existing clients they're talking to and um, new potential clients and everyone understands now the power of partnerships and sponsorships mm. and they want to get the absolute most out of it and like understand how as we as a brand how can i 
get into a, a partnership, not a sponsorship for say, because yeah. we want to make this a long-term mutually beneficial um, partnership for either the customers, for the employees, for whatever the objective may be. So it's definitely becoming more and more, I'm not going to say accepted because it's been accepted in like market circles for years and years. And obviously, as you mentioned, like with AIB, like the partnership with is absolutely incredible. Like they've done award, globally award-winning work. So it's it, it's evident that it works and the results are there to prove it. It's just getting stronger and stronger and it's brilliant. And obviously being over here and um, now I'm kind of working with brands that I wouldn't work with in Ireland just because they're not based in Ireland or whatever. So you're getting new experiences like getting to work with and understand the challenges of activating in the likes of Brazil or doing it in America, like completely different geographies, completely different challenges, but overarching same goals of creating and enhancing relationships with people and sponsorships allow brands to do that. So yeah, I, I, think, over it. I think what's interesting is you touched on there, which is something I think me personally, I've discovered as I've matured in this industry, which is that level of communication, you know, because you go from when you're younger in this industry, and you're kind of like, Oh, you don't want to make mistakes. And you don't want to ask the wrong question in the wrong room with the wrong person speak at the wrong time. Yeah, and you're just trying to assess things. And then yeah. as you mature, you're like, wait a minute, this is where we are. Here's the problem we fight because like we were you'd always be taught an agency is like, you know, kind of protect the client a little yeah. bit of yeah. stuff, which just causes awful anxiety, because yeah. then you act like you're this person that doesn't make mistakes you act like the client is the type of child who could not handle this yeah yeah and then as you mature i know and as me and aaron uh, have worked in foe we we far more now when we go into a relationship it's more like a general partnership and we're like look we are very transparent if a problem arises we're going to bring it to you we'll discuss it we're not going to pretend that nothing can go wrong yeah because it just strains everything because then you end up being like the client doesn't know what you're going through and then you get really pissed off that the client's not you're like i just managed this terrible contract problem with this influencer yes. and it didn't work well or whatever it is and i think that maturing in the exactly. industry is is managing that communication and making sure everyone knows we're all people here let's have a nice chat let's build strong relationships and let's with the same you, goals. you touched on something really really strong there rob which is f you're focusing on the goal what yeah. is the goal of everything we're trying to achieve here? What's the goal of this meeting? What's the goal of this activation? What's the goal of this sponsorship? And bringing it back to that as like a team, I think has been the biggest learning through maturing in this industry for and, me, but you've touched on it really nicely there. And, and you hit, but you did hit the nail on the head there, Shane, because obviously if we think back when we worked together and we were trying to get um, uh, Kate in the plane the yeah. month before COVID, the, yeah. like those kind of things like, to pull something like that off with the current restrictions, although they weren't fully cemented in, there was a lot of challenges, but mm. we were just full transparency with the clients I have, like we, everything is approached and it was the same when we were in AIBU with agencies, it's a one team mentality. Yeah. So your challenges are our challenges and we mm -hmm. take on board. So like we even like obviously different challenges arise with every single partnership, but like mm -hmm. when you're one day, you could be dealing with, um, like there's I've worked for where there's been kind of racial incidents that are completely out of people's control and you have to try to manage them effectively with all parties to make sure they're handled appropriately and effectively in the right way that everyone is happy. And um, like where to influence problems, like where they didn't post, like you could have something as simple as like they didn't post with the hashtag, which yeah. in the grand scheme of things is, is fine, but you could also have things where you have like thousands upon thousands of pounds riding on one decision or one flip of a coin to see if it goes the right way so there obviously needs to be that shared responsibility and shared goal to understand mm -hmm. that look at yeah 
but no, I think I think it is evident, and like, and I'm very very blessed with the clients I've had and with the teams I when I was working with AIB as well, that the relationships were absolutely vital and key. And like a lot of people that I would have worked with, including yourselves, like from agency and AIB, I'd still be in touch with because, mm. you know, we're all it's a very small industry at the end of the day. Obviously, hundreds and thousands of people working it, but everyone knows everyone. And obviously, yeah. if you do, if you want to speak, if I want, if I didn't know Aaron, I probably knew you. I got you to get Aaron. So yeah. not being just be sound. Once everyone's yeah. sound, it just makes that's sense. A, that's what it all boils down to. It'll fucking follow you. <laughs> just don't be a fucking dickhead. I like yeah. the but, but <laughs> I get away with being a dickhead. You know, I, I get away because people can't really understand me. I hope you're going to subtitle this as well. I realize, like, and I, I come out of this meeting room now, and people will be like. Jeez, fucking, he's dialed up the Irishness a bit, hasn't he? It's just like, no, I just think it's the Irishness. So, yeah, 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 yeah. They understood me. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Well, before uh, that, there's there's some brilliant industry lessons there yeah, for, for anyone listening, I think, uh, and even to re- recap ourselves. But we could be here all day talking about those. Uh, but we're here to hear what your favourite ads are, uh, what ones that you're yeah. like, fuck, I love that ad. So uh, can you introduce your first ad for us? I please? can. My first one is a real throwback. Now, real throwback. So I was about eight or nine years of age. That's how much of a throwback this was. But it's the Nike Freestyle ad in 2001. Mm-hmm. So it was done. It was directed by a guy called Paul Hunter, who was basically a music video, got a music director. And he did music videos for likes of Mariah Carey, Puff Daddy, um, the notorious B.I.G. Like, obviously, my eclectic mix is shining through here. But um, I'm trying to think who... It was Whedon Kennedy, actually, was the agency behind it as well. But for Nike, obviously, it's Nike. They don't really have trouble selling their biggest brands in the world. But they wanted to, like, strengthen the relationship between basketball and pop culture, hip-hop culture. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm not sure if you've seen it already. But basically, they took this song called, I think it was Space Rocket, or like Plant Rock. I couldn't remember. I had right there because I knew I'd forget the name of the song. But using um, basketball court, using the sounds of um, a, a live basketball game and using street ballers, they used like the bounce of the ball, the sound of the sneakers, just to kind of mimic the song. It was just so incredibly unique. And obviously... I'm sure uh, what what number of podcast is this? Like 200, 300? I'm not sure what number I am. I think I guard- one, you're going to be 110. 110. 110, magic number. Like, so <laughs> of, I, I imagine most people would have touched on like what makes an ad memorable. It's mm-hmm. funny. It'll make you cry. It's unique. It has a great call to action. This is still one of the most memorable ads ever. Uh, well, actually, probably my favorite ad. It just transferred. Now, and I need to call out, it might have been May in 2001, but I didn't see it until a few years later because we still had dial-up internet in my house. So it was basically when I started secondary school that I seen this for the first time and became obsessed with it. So although it was in existence and probably across ATL in America, in Ireland, in Wexford, in Mother's Kitchen, this is where the first time I see it. It was just so memorable. It was so unique. And obviously it had like people mimicking it in playgrounds across the country like there was been case studies done on there's of like the effect that it had you couldn't recreate that now but what i also loved is that it kind of it, it went it, it transcended just an, an, an ad like it's been used it's probably been made, it was used in the scary movie for like yeah, a scary movie yeah, too yeah, yeah. where they tried to that was a bit of a spoof about it but it just shows how people would see that and be like yes remember that Amazing. like absolutely just hit the nail on the head in terms of standout Nike. And it comes back to their playbook in terms of it, you will will you'll always remember 
a Nike ad, but for me, that was the Nike ad that just Brilliant. Well, okay. Let's have a look at it uh, for everyone who hasn't seen it. Enough to know, like how many because people were obviously there were videos going out of people trying to re- recreate it on basketball courts all over America. Like, I'd love to see how many people like broke their ankles trying to recreate it. Oh, that. I'd say, like, <laughs> because I <laughs> so I was playing a lot of basketball the time this came out. I remember this ad a big time. I was an All Ireland first year champion with Bally Finn this year in basketball. Hashtag um, B League though, B League. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh. Shane never lets any opportunity to to say that he has an All Ireland medal versus uh, anyone from Mayo uh, around his age. Yeah, yeah uh, exactly. Well, look, it's a small. <laughs> one. It's a small. He doesn't let an opportunity pass. I'll words. take it. I'm from Leash. Yeah. You don't get many. All well, he's taking it. He doesn't need encouragement. <laughs> but I remember. So what I remember about this ad, which was, I, I fucking love it. And I remember like trying like the big one. I remember is up the up the t-shirt, popping it around. That was yeah. a big one you used to do. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember trying to get... So back then, in 2001, 2002, when you were playing basketball, trying to get basketball runners was fucking impossible. Actual, proper basketball runners. I remember there was a basketball shop up in Newbridge that I had to drive up to to get them. And you knew when you were playing, if someone had actual basketball runners, like, oh, he's good. <laughs> Versus everyone else. Because yeah. you couldn't get them. I remember yeah. I, I got a shipment in from, like, Nike... Was it NBA.com? I like worked all summer and ordered like like loads of jerseys, loads of gear, and then I remember like a, a pair of Nike basketball shoes, and then it got fucking stung for tax at customs, and I got to pay like an extra two hundred and fifty euro or something like that. But like this ad just made it like basketball was just so fucking cool, yeah. and it just showed you because like Vince Carter's in that, and That's like what, you're you're, yeah. you're watching it and you're like. Okay, so this isn't because there was a big thing around that time with regards to freestyle versus actual yeah. playing basketball and di- drills. And then you'd see a real player doing that stuff and messing around. You're like, this is just so cool. Vince Carter's unbelievable. I yeah. want this. I want to do more of this. And the gear, it was just class. The gear was just so class. The moves were class. The music was great. I love that ad. <laughs> exactly. And then obviously you noted Vince Carter. At that time he was so big. Huge. So big. And then that brought the conversation that more pro athletes. I remember reading that Kobe Bryant after a scene I was like wanted it was quote and I'd love to be the next yeah. freestyle ad. Like imagine to have someone like of that caliber seeing and be like, yeah, this is what just shows how bloody effective it was and how cool yeah. it was. And obviously in in terms of like 
telling that compelling like story about being integrated into sports mm-hmm. i mean you did it in the right way and it brought in that hip-hop culture in a lovely way and obviously the blend of pro and amateur athletes obviously keeping veins aside um because i don't know if he was kind of a pro I, uh, and unlike you shane i wouldn't be a basketball you know guru mm-hmm. but i am um, <laughs> i still understanding that like it was a dunk champion or something at the time like he he wouldn't have been playing like pro say but it's it's just, it's just incredible like obviously because it relates then to like the lads who take themselves serious athletes those who mm-hmm. are not necessarily athletes take myself as an example but everyone was wanted to have that level of skill which is just unbelievable yeah i think um yeah it was just so cool and like you had the rise of and one mm. as well around then as well with that as a kind of mixtape street ball that turned into a brand in 2000 that nba players started wearing with contracts i don't know if you've seen the and one documentary on netflix as well no. that's actually really cool um to get it back around into kind of what was going on and then because i just remember the 90s and early 90s was fucking class for basketball and it was that the 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 relived culture of the sport which basketball has in america which is street ball like yeah. like what we've kind of looked at in the past on this with soccer in the uk yeah, Sunday you know what I mean? like stuff like park light like what's, yeah. what was that ad air and we it was done by jonathan glazier we looked at was it it was nike it was nike soccer, yeah it was nike, nike park football, life, wasn't it yeah and they got the guys yeah. eric Cantona and all that down to um the marshes to play sunday league and yeah. it like was bringing that lived basketball street like well, what mattered in yeah. the real world and mixing it with the pros and that yeah. just made it and then that brought in hip-hop that brought in all this style all this kind of culture and it just was such an exciting co- there was just so much yeah. good gear there was so many good by brands, pepsi like. as well they do it a lot because i even had a guitar like of they were the on under like they weren't a sponsor guitar as far as no but they obviously had messy and they were on playing around the streets of guitar and then other well-known pro athletes involved like that style obviously this was 2001 even mm. in 2022 at the time it's still that style is still being used because it's so yep. effective yep. and obviously depending come back to what the goal is of it and um, for nike like there was not like obviously nike were always going to sell shoes like they're, yep. they're going to sell apparel there's never a question about that but like their objective at the start of that was just to cement in that relationship and be seen as a stronger sports brand in the basketball hip-hop scene i mean it's awards everything it makes sense this i just remembered in the and one documentary the and one talk about this this was actually in response to and yeah. one growing right so what happened was and one were, were releasing these street ball videos and they were selling mixed they were selling tapes that people were sharing around and copying and then they were doing gear and literally nike were like we need to get into this street ball and this is called out in the documentary where the and one oh, guys right. went it's unreal because and even the, in, in Canada as well, they did a 30 minute kind of one-off mini doc on this ad. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the station, but it was produced primarily off the, it was just so successful that people want to see how they made it and went shot by shot, frame mm. by frame. To, so. that, was, that was the thing I was, I was actually thinking when I was watching, I, I'd love to, I'd love to see the, the actual music producer, yeah. the bits that they're recording with their own shoes, with a microphone, you yeah. know, the little, the noises that they know they need to make the mix that they're doing yeah. off camera, you know, the, the actual produced yeah. uh, musical 60 seconds. I say that's like fascinating, like like watching Foley work. Do you work. think they yeah. made it first and then got the guys to kind of match it yes, somewhat and I then would, they cleaned it up? So like, I would guess highly like that, particular that they would make the track. Because like that particular ball bounce at the yeah. start is very in a particular rhythm. So yeah. it's like, uh, give me doom, 
I say the mashup because yeah. they knew the song, they knew the key moments of the song that they yeah. had to make a replicate. So if they knew that bounce ball at a certain angle <clears> made this noise, yeah, that, yeah, I, yeah. that's what I can only imagine. But obviously, I'm not a sound expert by anywhere by yeah. anywhere means. But um, yeah, no, I, I if I could find that documentary now, I definitely would watch it. And it makes sense. I suppose Vince Carter was in the Toronto Raptors in 2004, so like he was huge in Canada. So even him being in it, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I love how you know that, and I I doubt your research that you just knew it. Well, just Vince Carter was huge <laughs> when I was, you know what I mean? Vince Carter was a big, big fucking deal. Him and Alan Iverson. I loved Alan Iverson. Um, beyond, but yeah, no. beyond just the, 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 the actual like stars in it and the, and the song, the confidence of the ad to just have a logo yeah. at the end yeah. and the product is no words, no copy, no VO, no, no, no music track beyond just the, the yeah. what they produce. Uh, with, uh, with is the it, room isn't that sounds. typical? Nike Wien Kennedy on a whole though because there's so many like I think of those Tiger Woods ads and I think mm-hmm. of those random football ads as well or, or it's just um just running and it's just kind of like you could go 15 seconds with just silence but yeah. you're engaged straight from the very off yeah. and it's just it's very powerful like and it's it's a skill to get like obviously not many brands could pull that off but Nike is one that in their yeah. sleep they can do it. It's nearly become a de facto trademark for Nike you know what I mean that kind of like no no we're about it, it's always I always go back to that movie What Women Want with Mel Gibson where he's doing the Nike oh, ad and he's pitching it and you're kind of like it's the road never asked the why road you. never asked <laughs> yeah that, that, that ad I'm still in shock they never actually all it cares it. about is that you pay to visit once in a while yeah oh well, like, that's one of the best ads that was not an ad but what's funny <laughs> is everyone who's in the room actually worked for Nike oh, really yeah I remember seeing that yeah the, wait the we, he's we had this on the podcast Oh, I it think was we fake actually ads, fe- wasn't it? it was fake, fake ads, ads. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, no, it's uh, that's a savage ad. That's an ad I have not seen in years, but just instantly brings me back to like yeah. that time. And just well, basketball is just so cool as yeah. a sport. Like it's just awesome. Oh, it's still, it's, it's, it still is cool. It still yeah. is cool. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's a that's a that's a great ad to 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 start off with, Rob. So obviously you, the next ad is going to be way better than this because you're only <laughs> you're this is only your first one. It. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like that, this wasn't an easy thing to do. I was trying to think of ads, and I was trying to think, oh, I just can't have a lot of sports ads because you know it's too cliche. So I was trying to really mix it up and think about. It. So this is again ties into sport, but it ties into just brilliantly, like just brilliant Ireland as mm-hmm. whole. And it's the Cabri ad, the Feel a Joy campaign. Now, obviously, this campaign has gone for a long time, and different ambassadors and different um, characters involved, however. But my favorite, favorite version is when you have John Giles and uh, Aim Dunphy involved in it. And it's basically, there's obviously a lot of conversation about it, but it's just them being their natural, brilliant, authentic selves when they're in broadcast, when they're doing everything. They're, they're national staples of Irish sport in many respects. And even if you don't know them, you know their heads. You know the way they have an Irish head. And even if you're not a sports fan, if you're a fair word fan, you know who Aim Dunphy is. And um, even from the Obviously, we we spoke on it um, before we started recording, but the whole controversy with Joaquin and Non Middle and everything won't go into it now because you know this is a family friendly podcast. <laughs> but it's uh, I think, but what is just what really struck me is about how although it was although it was tying back into Cabri and like feel a joy and like even like Eamon Dunphy was just in his own and listen John was going on in the background and just so unusually him that you couldn't help but laugh at so it was so humorous and the people who just know how I don't want to say grumpy 
But, you know, it's just factual and straight that these guys are. Just to see this other side of them is absolutely brilliant. But what, one of the big reasons why I loved it is why it, how it tapped into the cultural nuances at that time. So I remember, like, oh, Charlie bit my finger. Mm-hmm. So, mm. so people knew that from, obviously, Vines and at that era. And it was one of the biggest Vines ever. So the fact that they were kind of chatting on this in the teasers, it kind of just brought in different audiences and tied in the whole campaign that just wasn't this sports fan it just kind of tapped into it made it a lot bigger than it originally could have been and that's just one thing that stood out to me and loved it and i also can't like their music selection i can't help but just you know go along to it and for different teasers they had different songs just yeah. ultimately love this ad brilliant but let's have a quick look john i don't care who bit charlie's finger no hard no That's a, just like a whack of like Jesus. You remember that ad? Yeah, um, yeah it's just great. It's just they're they're such funny. They're, it's just such a funny duo. I can, yeah. I can't look at Eamon without going like sixty three years, baby. That's <laughs> so, just stuck in my head. Like I just he's just fucking gas. Yeah, it's so funny. And like obviously with Cadbury on the whole, like a big big fan of Cadbury. Like I'm not gonna like spend much time talking about like the grill ad because we all know it. Like yes. like in the, uh, Phil Collins, like just. And I, 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 someone has definitely mentioned that ad already, I imagine, with you guys. So I purposely didn't say it. But yeah. it's how they bring in, like, they're using music in the ads. It's something that I really love. It's just, they use the catchiest tunes and you're, you're, you're singing it for weeks and mm-hmm. on end. It's just, it's just brilliant. And even, it does, does that particular product come front of mind when you're shop? Like, I don't have the research to back it up. But if you're constantly thinking about something, thinking about that ad, and if, mm-hmm. Even if you're in conversation now, if we weren't doing a podcast, if we weren't doing anything, if you spoke to me about Cadbury, that would be where my mind goes to. Yeah. Very mindful of the industry that we work in. So I automatically go think to the advertising and the management and partnerships and everything associated with that brand. But even if you weren't in this industry, you guarantee people are going to remember that ad. It's they're so memorable. And but it's making you it's making you remember not just the ad but if you're in the shopping aisle or you're in a news agent and you're like uh, i'm gonna get some tasty treats here i'm gonna get something that i'm feeling a little bit i'm gonna i'm gonna go for it when you see the purple wrapper yeah. you, you're not just thinking oh that ad you're thinking well that that kind of makes me happy yeah because it's you know the, the ads are just pushing joy you feel joy when you watch them so when you kind of there's they're almost selling a feeling and you get that feel you get reminded of that feeling when you see the purple wrapper exactly. in the aisle exactly. or on the stand or wherever you're 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 buying it. Exactly. And you know that there's like what I think Cabbage really well is just their placement of their colour pantone in just random areas. Like remember there's one where it's just like uh no that I'm not definitely not gonna sing it, but no, it's that guy in the office and it's just like no that yes sir. I can boogie. Yeah. You know that yeah, song? Yeah, Cameron, yeah, like, yeah. And he's just, that's, he's in his own little world, but there's, there's random placements of the Cadbury purple just all around, but not over, overbearingly. It's just not mm-hmm. right enough because almost Nike-esque, it's so identifiable as Cadbury yeah. purple. It's just, and if that in, if not overbranding it, it's just, just perfect. My favorite thing about that ad is that even his reference to the meme is incorrect 
because it was nobody bit yeah. Charlie's finger. And it's the yeah. most old yeah. man thing. It's like, I don't care who bit Charlie's. No one bit Charlie's <laughs> finger. Charlie <laughs> bit someone else's finger. And yeah. I just love that. Like, for me, it's like, oh, that's that's just so accurate. That's so, yeah. like, honest. That you could see them in the... They always remind me I would... of the, you know, the two pint men <clears throat> stories that... um. Roddy Doyle. Roddy Doyle puts up on yeah. social media where it's just two old lads chatting to each other. And just when I see them, that's who I think of. Yeah. And so when they, anytime they interact about sport or anything, I just get this certain level of authenticity to be like, they'd be sitting in a pub talking about this irregardless. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, even, and even if everything was going absolutely perfect, they'd find something wrong. Yeah. There'd be something wrong because you can't be Irish and not give out about something. Exactly. So they'd definitely, definitely find it. And no. the wedding dance. Would, the wedding dance at the end. The wedding dance. I would I would have loved to be on set and I would have hated to be the producer who's trying to manage them to say <laughs> what's needed. Like how, how could you not laugh? Because again, with Shannon says doing the wedding dance, it's just kind of like, it's so uncharacteristic of yeah. these two. Like, yeah, but, but know, I love the way Eamon's kind of like giving it sucks because, you know, he's Eamon, baby. And John is like, I'm too old for this. I was captain of Leeds. I have a fucking... <laughs> like, come on now. <laughs> but, but Rob, you you know yourself from being on set. Like, that's that's all edited and it's music and it looks nice and they got the best but takes. On the but on the day, there is... There is no music being played, or yeah. if there is, it's from someone's shit speaker or for for a phone. Yeah. And you're trying to get them to do the moves. I'd say Eamon doing the lip sync before lip sync was a big thing, yeah. by the way. He's a he's an innovator. Like him doing the lip sync, they probably tried to get John to do it as well, and they were just no, we don't, we can't get this footage. Uh, <laughs> it was just being stonewalled, so they just got as much Eamon in as, as possible. Yeah. Most, I'd say it was extremely awkward on set. But also one of those one of those shoot days that you would have relished just yeah, to be there. You'll talk the about it for the rest of your life. Like. Yeah. I, oh yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Obviously, I, I, I've been very lucky to work with a lot of different talent across different sports and different um, areas of entertainment. But honestly, I think if I was on that set, I would have been shitting myself yeah. just because of who they are, yeah. the caliber yeah. that they are. And I wouldn't. I'd hate to piss them off. I'd hate to get a rant from them, Dumphy. Like I'd hate to get a say told off. Although it'd be a great story. It'd be a great but, story. But you're also like because you like them. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's fair enough. You're like, no, no, I just, we just, it'll be funny. I promise. Just, just please do it. Just, don't worry. Don't you don't need to know yeah. what's going on. <laughs> you have that dichotomy where you really, you really admire the talent as an actual, yeah. just genuine fan, mm-hmm. but also you have all of this that you have to get because that's what you're being paid to get on the yeah, day, yeah, and yeah. you have to try and do a dance with the two of them to get as much of that as you possibly can without them, without crossing that line where they're like right i'm out i'm out of here kind of thing yeah um great, and though. in fairness it works because that was just a teaser there's the, the actual didn't they do like um a special full ad buy on was a tv3 at the time or or, or rt or something to launch the campaign i think there i remember there was a big media oh, yeah. partnership that yeah. launched it as well and it would have been huge media behind it um Massive. but it like it, at that time as well like I, I'm, I'm mindful that my next ad is actually out in 2014 as well. But this ad was just, you, everyone was just, anyone who was into, anyway, f- football or if you're into mm. just general kind of funny, like it was so humorsome. It was, you couldn't help but laugh at just because even if you didn't know them, it's just a funny yeah. ad and yeah. it's brilliant. Completely. So before we move on to your uh, other 2014 uh, ad, Rob. A uh, question, question for the group, uh, and one for the, for the listeners and viewers to ponder themselves. 
You could only have one chocolate bar for the rest of your life. What's Such it going to be? Such an question. Oh. Shane, do you want to go first? One chocolate bar for the rest of my life. Yeah. 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 You want to get judged now. And it's not yeah, like no, just I'm a brand. Okay. It has to be like so, a specific bar you can buy. So, okay, the here's shop. the question. Yeah. Do I have you to You always eat? have a question on my question. There is. Because you always question, do this. You need to set up rules in the universe. So do you have to eat it every day or just when you decide no, no, no. you want no. chocolate? Whenever you want chocolate, this is the only one. So you're yeah, not exactly. Yeah. So you're still Everything allowed. Everything else disappears. Like, you're still allowed like ice cream and crisps. Like if this is just yeah. the only yeah, this type is of chocolate. The, now, this is a chocolate bar. Also, when yeah. it comes to Easter eggs, is the only Easter egg chocolate bar you can get? Yep. Yep. Something. It, all the other cho- all the other chocolate disappears from existence. Okay, something to do with a chocolate bar then. Because it's the best. Like, it's the class chocolate. And then that means you get lint eggs, lint bunnies, lint sandas. Like, all yes. game for all that. That was a strategic yeah. one as opposed to an strategic. emotional decision. <laughs> I'm going to go emotional. And okay. I'm going to pick one that has been since discontinued. And it's not a Cadbury's. It is Mars Delight. Do you remember them? Oh, you remember them? Big online, big online call for Mars Delight. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I, I want to meet the person who, dis- who made the decision yeah. to discontinue them. Um, but, but my question back to you, yeah. Rob, would you not get sick of that? Because it's quite a specific tasting Aaron's bar. Aaron's obviously not had one. <laughs> oh, no. Mars they didn't reach Mayo before they were discontinued. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, hands down, the best. Really, yeah. Oh, either, either that or they know the crispy rolls, Milky Way, they're decent too. But um, Yeah, they're pretty class. But, but uh, Mars Light, throwback, get them back. My Start emotional edition. decision would have been a Freddo. I'm a big Freddo. When we shoot, Aaron brings Freddos on set because it's just the right amount. It's just, it's, it's not gluten. Shane has one writer when he's directing yeah. and it's that there's Freddos, Freddos on, on set. set and by God, it. that's a pain in the arse to get them when you're doing the, <laughs> your, the production shot. Shane, Shane's writer for shoots is just Freddos. Freddos, that's Freddos. as simple Literally, as that. Literally, that's, like, like, that's the only, um, the only thing. Just, I, th- I think that the most sensible answer for this okay, would go. have been a solid, plain Cadbury's bar. Such a boring job. Yeah, so boring. <laughs> but if you're having this for the rest of your life, you're going to get sick of something that's too sweet, that's that's too fancy. Whereas, Aaron, this is going to hit that you right note every like, time. You've probably spent a month thinking about this, so you could bring this up on a podcast, and that's what you landed on. I want to see the graphs <laughs> and the spreadsheets behind yeah, he's the decision. This made. There's yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we should do, we should do a poll. We should do a LinkedIn poll because everyone loves them. Uh, <laughs> 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 right, I think we should. Uh, I think we should move swiftly on. Uh, <laughs> Poor LinkedIn. Uh, <laughs> that now could be a great teaser. That could be a great teaser. The LinkedIn poll is listening or watching this is going. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't. Um, Rob, what's uh, what's your final uh, to to round out your selection? It's um, I there's so many people who are not going to agree with me on this, but. It's for personal reasons why I love this ad. That's so, why you're here. That's why I'm that's here. That's why you're here. Um, this is an EBS <laughs> ad. Now, I will say, although I worked for ID, I didn't primarily work on the EBS account, but I know the team who worked on it, and they were absolutely brilliant and some of the best marketers I've ever had the privilege of working with. The EBS for the mortgage appointment ad with the plumber uh, saying that he's going on holidays, he's going to be traffic, he's going to Parmelinus. Basically, every year, my mom and dad are retired now, but even for the last couple of years since 2014, whenever they were going on holidays, if they ever got to go, my mother, like my father, oh yeah, it's going to be tropic. With no context, no nothing. It's just one of those 
Yeah. Simple lines. And it, obviously, it comes back to the, what all the other ads have touched on as well, the cultural nuances of like that kind of Irish kind of tradesmen are they some of them are great some of them are not this fella's a bit of a cowboy mm-hmm. it's obviously it's very funny very relatable for a lot of people but then it's just the wittiness and the lines and the delivery of it it's just absolutely brilliant and if you say to anyone I'm going to Tarmelinus nine times out of ten someone's going to say oh it's going to be Tropic, Tropic. and like obviously and what an, another thing that obviously wasn't say completely, completely as clear as the Nike ad or whatever but with the EBS ad the call to action like I, I still remember, obviously, at 2014, I wasn't working for them, but I knew going into work AB, I knew the call to action to that ad just because it was so mm-hmm. straight, simple, straight in point. Funny, you're, in, you're already engaged because the delivery has already happened. You're already laughing. So now it's time to get your mortgage appointment in. It's just brilliantly, brilliantly simple. And that's why I loved it. People think, why do you think I'm banking on? That's that's crazy. Uh, like, uh, a little, like yeah. if any follow Sean Burke on Twitter, he did a skit of like your typical banking ad, and I was I almost felt attacked when I watched it because it's like, <laughs> oh my god! But it's um, it, it was absolutely it's it's brilliant. It's um, yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's have a look to remind everyone. So you can fix it, right? Yeah. No bother. <sighs> I do want to get back, yeah? Are you going out for some parts, or...? It's five o'clock. And I'm off my alias. Two weeks in Torremolino. It's going to be tropic. Yeah, but what about the clothes? Should have me togs on under me trousers. Oh. Yeah, they only have an answer. Real life isn't nine to five. That's why we'll meet you to talk mortgages before work, after work, even weekends. EBS Mortgages. We do more. I'd forgotten down there for dancing in that ad and I thought he said his head (laughs) (laughs) that the copywriting in that is fucking fabulous and I was I I was trying to I was going down the rabbit hole like who made that like I was trying to find the agency behind that I just couldn't find it for the life of me but um, like it's just to your point like just every single the wording is just bang on and it's just exactly how you'd expect them to answer it's just so good if, if, if you're listening to this ad and you wrote that line, please get, get in, in touch, touch with us yeah. and, let, and let us know it, it yeah. was you. It, that, um, what you said there before we played it about your mum referencing, you know, it's going to be Tropic, your dad referencing yeah. it. Like, that's, I think anyone who says Tarmelinos that they're going on holidays will, will straight away will go to this, this ad, as you, as you said. But what I, what I go to straight away as references, I go to the Togs pull. Yeah. that's the thing that I remember straight away is uh, Tarmelinos and then I'd, 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 I'd literally mime that if someone <laughs> if someone, <laughs> someone says it and when you get when you get copy that becomes part of the zeitgeist and into just part of a phrase book I don't know what a tracker mortgage is those kind of lines they'll stay that's that's like the holy grail yeah. of copywriting uh, and advertising in Ireland in, in my opinion let's, exactly yeah. let's play a little game Aaron where's Tarmelinos <clears throat> Spain. Oh, go guess. Because uh, Rob, I don't know if you know, but Aaron is shocking at geography oh, to the extent he thought oh, Zurich was just an insurance company. He didn't know it was a place. And we oh, had stop. someone on a while ago who said they were in Lanzarote, and Aaron asked, "How was the Mediterranean?" And uh, I stopped the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> was... Oh yeah. So like, 
If you're ever thinking, if you ever come across a funny bit of geography, just text Aaron a question and you'll, you'll he'll, he'll fuck <laughs> up the answer. It's a great way to liven up a, like, a Thursday and you're like, let's see what Aaron thinks about this. <laughs> so Joe, Joe Duddy used to do the, the Friday quiz. Um, I don't know if they still do it, but we used to do it uh, in the office years ago. And any time they had a geography, geography section. section or a flag section, I was like, I'm, I'm out this week. This this yeah. is uh, no point even... <laughs> even bothering to, to yeah, do this shocking, that's great you got spain that's fair play to you there mate uh i thought you yeah, might have panicked and went to canaries i, was, I, 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 like I just want to panic i thought it wasn't spain when the way you phrase it's like surely it's spain no but, no no, no, no. Like, oh, yeah, yeah you, you needed I the was, context was, of Aaron. To, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it just sounds very spanish uh that actor is brilliant in it he's on he's great like, yeah. i've not seen I, him I, in anything else no Oh, well, I, I'm not sure. He could have been in Dunkirk for all we know. Like, let's, let's find out who this guy is. This, this guy could have been true. unbelievable. Like, he, he absolutely nailed it. And I think, obviously, very good choice in the selection for him for that particular ad. Mm. But, um, yeah, no, ultimately, a lot of people would disagree in that there's loads of um, reasons why it shouldn't be. But it just it just hits the nail on the head, as all your ones have, for that key reason, like, just every, like my brother, my twin brother, he's just finished building the house right now, and he's had the same issue with random tradesmen. People are just going to relate to that. So, like, and the people who are going to relate to it are at the target audience for yeah. um, that ad. It's just everything just ties neatly in a bow. Like, it's absolutely deadly. I'll tell you the one, like, I love that. I think that's a great addition to the archive. The one kind of question mark I'd have about it, no idea. I had no idea it was for mortgages. If when mm. I recall that, yeah. I, for me, it's more like home improvement y kind of dealing yeah. with, you know what I mean, as opposed to mortgage. And I know the point of <clears> round <throat> appointments and kind of helping out at times, and that's what they're calling to. But fabulous bit of copy. If I was to give one critique, mm. it would be potentially that maybe. But, um, but when you're yeah. like, but it was, it's, it's, it's I, I look, I, I look, I suppose. If you were to show it to a hundred people, to your point, everyone would take something different away. Yeah, like, yeah, even, okay. even 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 Heron's point, it was kind of like he just remembered the togs, he didn't remember the tropic yeah. part more so. Yeah. Um, but I think at that time when you're trying to, and you know, like obviously when you're trying to get the storyboards done and trying to get like cut through, I say the amount of back and forth to try squeeze in as much branding branded yeah. lines as possible, but like. It's it's a challenge. Yeah, no, like, it's it really really good. And like his company name is Royal Flush on his jacket. <laughs> I didn't even know what's that. Just little things like that. Like no no no. They, they're like in fairness to them, it's the attention to detail, like the copy, the art direction, the direction, the editing, and I love that. Um, <clears throat> prop setup of the water hitting her after. Like it's so over the top, yeah. but it works in the because yeah. he's so over the top. So they're positing the universe where this guy is going to actually say this and post to just bail. And I just think, uh, no, I think that's a great, I, I don't think you'll actually get that many people disagreeing with that because like, it's one of the ones that you don't really remember, but when you see it, you're like, oh, this is <laughs> it's, it's kind of like pint man. I'll, I'll fight any man. I'll take the shot off any man's back now. <laughs> who disagrees with, you know? <laughs> no, but look, right it's, uh, yeah. And obviously it, like trying, like uh, some brands have a difficult job and trying to do above the line to, hit home and get that cut through and people have perceptions of certain brands and whatever reasons but sometimes even no matter what you can't help but just you like the ad mm -hmm. and that's and that's good even if you don't like the brand the ads can be brilliant yeah. and it's it makes a difference to them and the people working on it as well great one to the archive surprised actually like there there's some of the ads that you kind of 
I don't know, you, I, I, I find myself misremembering them in a sense that when you see them, you're like, this is fucking brilliant. And I remember at the time, you'd quote them if someone shows it to you again. Like, that's gonna, I'm going to be saying that now for probably the next month. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, um, but great. I, yeah, I don't think there's going to be, I don't think there'd be too many people disagree with that one now, to be honest. No, definitely. Uh, savage ad. And, and savage selection yeah, of ads, Rob, in fairness. It was really uh, difficult. Like, I, and then trying to think of who has inside this, because obviously the more you do, the more difficult it gets whittled down even further. So, um, yeah. Yeah. But it's, um, it was great to kind of look back on when hopefully someday you'd aspire to something almost as good yeah. as some of those as well. Like, obviously, it's a, sets the benchmark very very high yeah it's good good to be good to be striving for it um each time uh is there is there anything that's going on in csm sport and entertainment or with yourself that uh you want to shout about you want to want to give a props out um god when is there not something going on um <laughs> there's uh no look obviously um i suppose to shout out to CSM on the whole I mean I'm very very lucky um, as an Irishman who started during COVID working remotely to coming over and the opportunities I've had um, with the clients that I've had and it's just been a brilliant brilliant roller coaster um, and I think a lot of co- my colleagues will agree with me in terms of like the opportunity and the um, exposure that you get to the industry on the whole um, it, it's very much what I love about kind of working over here and being out of the comfort zone of being at home and being in Ireland is that that kind of one team mentality is carried across mm-hmm. with all, sorry, look, all the teams that we mentioned start was it's still evident and it's still working through and that's what's providing results so um I won't give one particular person a shout out because um, that's when things get hairy and it gets messy but no <laughs> uh, it, things, things are great things are busy and everyone is happy and well and that's the main thing Savage. That's brilliant. That uh, Rob, well, thank you so much for coming on the show and, and bringing us uh, that, that great selection of ads. Uh, for everyone that was listening, that was Rob O'Leary, Senior Account Director at CSM Sport and Entertainment. And if you were listening, uh, give us a like, subscribe and all, all that shizzle uh, on whatever platform you listen to. Shizzle. Uh, but shizzle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I went there. Where'd you pull that one out of? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm down with I'm Kids, yeah. <laughs> Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> Han, On Han, that Han's note, <laughs> see you all next week. Bye bye. <laughs>